Lord Jesus, we love you. Lord, thank you that we can be here. Lord, we just thank you for your word. Lord, thank you that you flowed yourself into a man. Lord, and as a spirit, you've flown yourself into us. Lord, we'd like to enjoy you tonight. Lord, to take you as grace. Lord, we love you. Amen. Well, tonight we're um, still continuing on in the line of grace in the book of Genesis. Hallelujah for grace. Amen. Um, so why don't we all read the, um, the title um, of tonight's message. The line of Isaac and the two wells, signifying the two sources of our living. Right. So, you know, um, at, why don't you, um, if you can write at the top of your uh, outline, source determines outcome. Mm. Source determines outcome. You know, we love the Lord. We want to serve the Lord. Um, but the Lord really isn't too concerned about what we do for him or how much we do for him as he is the source that we're taking. And so um, if you remember last semester, we touched Abraham. And if you remember, God had told him that he and Sarah were going to have a seed. But the problem is, is that both Abraham and Sarah are advanced in age and Sarah is barren. Right. right. Um, so Sarah has a idea that she would give her maidservant Hagar to Abraham to have a son. Mm -hmm. So Ishmael is brought forth. Mm -hmm. And then if you remember in the book of Galatians, the Apostle Paul tells us that actually these two women, Hagar and Sarah, represent two covenants. OK, so Hagar represents the law. Right. And what the law does, it puts demands on man that man cannot fulfill. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not going to show any ask for any hands, but I think at some point in time we've coveted. Yeah. Right. You know, the Lord Jesus, you know, he's a, in, in his human living. He uplifted the law. So even if you think about it, you've done it. You don't even have to physically do it. But if you think about it, you've done it. Right. So this is what the law does. But again, hallelujah for grace. Sarah represents, represents grace. And what grace does when it's enjoyed by us, it supplies us with what God is to meet God's demands. OK, it supplies us with what God is to meet God's demands. And so Roman number one says Isaac was a pattern of the enjoyment of God's grace. And why don't we get the brothers on the first verse and then the sisters on the second verse? Very rich. I love this verse. When I was preparing, I love this verse. I prayed over this verse. The man became rich and he continued to grow richer until he became very rich. This is marvelous. Okay, so we see here, you know, in these two verses or in the, in the Genesis, you know, when it comes to Isaac, it really doesn't speak much of what he did. Right. But Abraham, the father, gave everything that he had to Isaac. Right. So this is why he was rich. But let's look at what the reality is. Roman numeral two. Let's all say that together. Christ as the reality. Let's say it again. Christ as the reality. Sisters on uh, on John there. Brothers on Ephesians. Of 
Colossians 1.19 says, For in him all the fullness was pleased to dwell. Right? So our Jesus is full of grace. Right? Full of grace because he embodied all that God is. Right? Just like Isaac. Right? Everything of the father, everything of Abraham was given to him. Right? And so in like manner, right, with the Lord Jesus, all the fullness. This is Colossians 2.9 actually says that all of the fullness right, uh, with all, the, all the Godhead bought what was pleased to dwell in him, dwelt in him bodily, right? right? This is what right. Colossians 2 says. And so in Romans 10, 12, why don't we have the sisters read that? So when you call, right, on the name of the Lord, what you get is the Godhead. You enjoy the Godhead. You enjoy the Trinity, this is what this is your this is your experience. This is your enjoyment when you call on the name of the Lord. The name denotes the person. You call my name, you get my person, right? So when you call on the name of the Lord Jesus, you get the Trinity. You get the Trinity. So in, and we can see this, you know, even in 2 Corinthians 13:14. Actually, if you read throughout the Bible where the Trinity is mentioned, you see that it's not for theology. Right. It's not for us to just to, just to merely study, but it's for us to experience and for us to enjoy. So Second Corinthians 13, 14 says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. Right. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all be with you all. So the source is the love of God. Right. And it has came to us. Right. You read John 117. It came to us through Jesus Christ right, as grace, right, and it gets transmitted to us by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. I hope you enjoy and you appreciate your spirit more tonight, and, and really just to see what it is you possess. You possess the Trinity in your spirit, and it's for you to enjoy, right? So let's go to uh, Roman numeral three. So as you see, this is the, this really takes up the majority of, of the outline tonight. So this really is very much important. And so if we apply this, you know, to our Christian life, I think you will see that it would be very, very helpful, right? Um, and so anyways, this says in Roman numeral three that the two wells in Genesis signify two sources of living with two results, okay? Two sources of living with two results. And the first one we want to see is Ishmael's, Ishmael's well, okay? So brothers, why don't you read verse 19 there in Genesis 21. Mm-hmm. And then sisters on 20. Okay, and let's underline wilderness and archer in that verse. Wilderness and archer. Verse 21 says, And he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. Let's underline Egypt there. So you have wilderness, you have the archer, and you have Egypt. So this is where Ishmael's well was. It was there in the wilderness, right? And actually, the wilderness in the Bible that has two meanings. Firstly, it's a place that's rejected by God, right? If you remember the, um, how the children of Israel traveled, right, came, came out of Egypt, right, crossed the Red Sea, and they came into the wilderness, 
Well, they were only supposed to be there for two years, right? Because God's destination was the good land. But they wandered there for 40 years, 40 years. And then secondly, what the wilderness, uh, what the wilderness uh, uh, means is man's soul, man's soul. Now, when you consider yourself, right, and you consider wandering, where is a place, what, what part of our being do we do a lot of wandering? In our mind, for sure, bro. In our mind, actually, which is the leading part of our soul. We do a lot of wandering in our mind, right? Our mind is a wilderness, right? And so, and even when we dwell here, right, what's produced is anxiety. What about my test? Lord, what about my future? And as we wander here, right, you just consider your condition, it leaves us thirsty, right? You, you know what I mean? It leaves us dry. I just wander here and I'm just, just full of worry about my test, worry about my future, worry about this, worry about that. And I'm just here all day long. And so it's very interesting that the will that in, so when we, when we linger here, you check in verse 20 here in Genesis 21, Ishmael became an archer. He became an archer. Now, what is an archer? It's something that kills, right? Something that kills life. It doesn't want to see life. It just, it just kills. As I'm in my mind, you know, wandering in my mind, I just, I don't want to see life, right? You know, I, so an example of this is like, you know, I, I spent some time with Brother Tom, and Brother Tom is humming a hymn. And I'm like, oh my goodness, why don't this brother just be quiet, you know? <laughs> I don't, I, I'm t- I don't, and, then, and then Brother Tom is calling on the name of the Lord. I'm like, oh my goodness, man, what, when, when is it time to go to the campus, you know? <laughs> but you, you see what I mean? It just, I, I just, I'm just very just negative. I don't want to be around life. You know, we can, we be, we're like this. Yeah. We're like this, if you think about it. All from wandering, right? So me wandering in my mind or being in the wilderness, I become an archer. But not only do I become an archer, right? If you check in verse 21, that, that word that I had you underlined was Egypt, right? So I'm joined to Egypt. Joined to Egypt. That's where Ishmael's wife came from, right? So I'm in the wilderness, I become an archer, and I'm joined to the world. But then let's go to B, let's go to Isaac's well. Sisters on 25. Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30. And he said, These seven ewe lambs you shall take from my hand, that it may be a witness for me that I dug this well. Sisters. Therefore he called Let's underline Beersheba. Brothers on 22.2. And then there in 22.2, let's underline the land of Moriah and underline burnt offering. 
So in contrast to the wilderness, Isaac's well is here in Beersheba, which means well of an oath. Well of an oath. And then instead of becoming an archer, you become a burnt offering. A burnt offering is a person that satisfies God and that is pleasing to God. And then instead of or in contrast to Egypt, we go up. Instead of going down to Egypt, we go up to the land of Moriah. This is very good because here on, at the land of Moriah, this is where the temple was built. And eventually it became Zion, which is a place very special to God. Very special to God. So we see with these two sources, right, or these two wells, when we come to see, it signifies two kinds of Christians. <clears throat> Brothers, won't you read one? See one there. And then sisters on two. Living for God in your spirit and in the church life and being brought to Zion. Right. So in our experience, you know, and in our daily living, actually, you know, we can flip-flop from these with these two kinds of Christians. Right. You know, I go to an appointment with, you know, with a brother or a sister, I get into a Bible study. I'm drinking of the right water, right? It's been very good. I feel satisfied, right? My thirst is quenched. I'm in the enjoyment of the Lord, right? But then I leave and I drink <laughs> of another source, right? So there is just this, it's just going back and forth, right? right. From, from the second Christian to the first Christian, the first Christian to the second Christian, going back and forth, back and forth, right? So this is, this is what goes on. But our prayer is that, you know, the Christian life is really an exercise. It's really an exercise. And so we pray that, you know, that we exercise to be more, of course, as the second Christian, right? Because right? it is an exercise. And even to say that there is no in-between, you know, there is no in-between, right? There is no, or in other words, there is no neutral ground, right? I'm either on one source or I'm either one Christian or I'm the other one, right? So if you remember, you know, in Matthew 6, 24, it says, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So you're going to serve one, one or the other. I'm going to be, by default, I'm actually, I'm actually Christian number one by default. I wake up like this. It, it, you know, in a minute, we'll see this matter, we'll see this matter of drinking. Praise the Lord. I, you know, at 630 in the morning, I got a drinking buddy. Me and Gabe, we, Gabe and I, we get up at 6.30 in the morning, brothers and sisters, and we call on the name of the Lord to drink the Spirit, right? It's marvelous, right? It's marvelous. This sustains me, right? This strengthens me to my, my day until I meet with the other full-timers at 8.30 in the morning. And you know what we do? You know, Lorenzo thought we, were, we watched TV all day. You know what we do? Anyways, I'm just joking, brother. But you know what we do? We drink. That's my point. We drink. We drink. We drink for hours. We drink the spirit. We drink the spirit, right? And then we go out. And then we go out. So, so it's crucial, right? It's crucial, right? It's, it's, really, it's really an exercise, okay? Amen. So let's go to Roman numeral four, the progression 
of three cases depicting Christ as the divine source for us to drink. Uh, sisters on A in Exodus 17. First Corinthians 10, uh, brothers. Wow. John 19:34. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately there came out blood and water. Mm. Underline blood and water. Blood for our redemption. Water is for the impartation of God's life. Right? You want you need want you want more life, right? The Lord says in John 10:10 10, 10, that I came that they may have life, his life, the Zoe life in Greek, and that they would have it abundantly. Abundantly. And I really appreciate this uh, the word immediately. Immediately is a marvelous word, right? Cuz it's like, you know, once he once his side was pierced, it was like Oh, my, 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 you know, my heart is for them to have my life, for them to have my life. So that's why I really appreciate that word immediately. Not just the blood, but what is the blood for? The blood is for the water. Amen. The blood is for the water. Why can I say I'm a believer? Why can I say I'm a Christian? It's because the spirit himself witnesses with my spirit that I am a child of God. Amen. Therefore, if I'm a child of God, what do I have? God's life, God's life in my spirit. Mm -hmm. This is why the Lord took on the cross and died and his blood was shed, not just merely for my sins or for our sins, but for the impartation of his life. So praise the Lord. This is for our drinking. Okay, so uh, B, the rock in Kadesh, the resurrected Christ, speaking to the rock. Okay, so the rock was struck. Now there's this matter of speaking to the rock. Sisters on Numbers 20. Wow. So if we need if we want living water, what should we do? Pray. Yes. When you're praying, what are you doing? You're speaking to the rock. You're speaking to the rock. And notice um, in 1 Corinthians 10, it says that the rock followed them. Did you realize when you are walking to your cars, when you walk into your dorms, when you're walking to your classes, that there's a rock following you? <laughs> there's a rock following you. It's too late. It's too late. You're a believer. You're a born again believer. The rock is following you, and he's been struck for us. Praise the Lord. And so what we do is we speak to him. Lord, thank you. Lord, I'm upset right now. Whatever it is, Lord, I'm upset right now, you know, for this or that. Oh, Lord, I'm happy. Lord, supply me. I got to go, go back to my dorm, you know, my, you know my, my, my dorm mate is or my roommate is not that pleasant, you know. I need to speak to him. Yeah, Colton knows. <laughs> Colton knows a little something about that. I need to speak to the rock. 
when I speak to the water, you know what you're getting? You're getting the water. You're getting the water from the resurrected one. So we need lots of little speakings. Write this down. We need lots of little speaking throughout the day. This is a big thing. We have to speak. Use our mouth, right? I appreciate what Meryl said, uh, a quote in 1 Corinthians 14 earlier, right? Each one has. Each one has, right? So we have to speak. Speak to the rock, right? So we shouldn't be believers, right, just waiting on Sunday, right? We can speak today. We can speak tomorrow, right? Take care of today, right? The Christ is the spirit today. But I think you get what I mean. We can speak all day long. We can speak to the rock, right? We can speak to the rock. Okay, so the well in Bier, the Christ within us, singing and digging. Brothers on uh, Numbers 2116 there. Wow. Okay, sisters on 17. Wonderful. Spring up. Amen. Brothers, 18. All together on John here. But the water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into eternal life. Acts 24, 16. Because of this, I also exercise myself to always have a conscience without offense toward God and men. So here in John 4, we see that, uh, that Christ is in us. Christ as the spirit, right, as the will is within us, right? But the problem is, is that there, you know, there is a dilemma. I could be, call, I could be calling on the name of the Lord. I could be singing. I could be doing all of these, all of these things, but I don't feel the springing up. I don't feel the gushing up. What's the problem here, right? The problem is, is that I may have accumulated some dirt, right? And along with, you know, we talked about the the mind being the leading part of our soul. Well, the leading part of our spirit is our conscience. And this here is where the dirt can accumulate. We can get dirt on our conscience. And actually, brothers and sisters, these, the, everything that makes up the soul and the conscience is really what makes up our heart. If you think about it, just consider this in your experience, right? So the Lord needs our cooperation for right. us to dig, for us to dig, right? In uh, 2 Corinthians, you know, our, our brother Paul says that whenever the, we do have a turnable heart, whenever the heart turns, whenever the heart turns, right? Yeah. So how can I turn my heart? A big way I can turn my heart is by praying, right? I can pray to the Lord. I can speak to the rock, right? I speak to the rock. And a big thing, too, is when, what is it that that causes the dirt or what I think a big thing is is our relationship with others too right so it's not so easy to say to someone I'm sorry it's not that, it's not that easy why because it touches our pride right it's not easy to say I'm sorry or forgive me right but the Lord says you know the Peter says in first Peter 5 that God resists the proud right and gives grace 
God in Christ as the Spirit to you for your enjoyment. He gives the Trinity to you. The Trinity comes to you. He gives grace to you, right? Gives grace to the humble, to the humble. So when I say I'm sorry, right, or I ask someone to forgive me, the flow is restored. The flow is there. It's there. So in, rea so in reality, you know, this, this flowing is the spirit, is the spirit in us. And so we see here in, um, in Luke 11, this is another way that we can speak to the rock. Listen to this verse. This is Luke eleven thirteen. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father who is from heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? To those who ask him. Right? How much more? So this is a way that we could speak to the rock. Right? When we're getting ready for bed tonight. or whatever. Father, give me the spirit. Give me the spirit. We take a drink when we say this. Right? This is not a small thing. Not a small thing. Father, give me the spirit. Right? And then even, you know, I was looking at these verses here. Zechariah 12.10 and also Hebrews 10.29. Both of these verses show us that there's a designation of the spirit and this spirit is the spirit of grace. The spirit of grace in this spirit, the Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit, which means that your spirit is a spirit of grace. I just need to turn to I just need to turn. I just need to call on the Lord. I just need to speak to him. Father, give me the spirit. Grace comes. Grace comes to you. You know, if I, you know offended Lorenzo, brother, forgive me. Grace comes, right? And the fellowship is restored with my brother and I, right? It's marvelous. It's marvelous. So this is the source, right, that God is pleased with. Remember, what God is looking at, what, what God is concerned with is his beloved, his beloved son, right, who is the spirit in us. And when we enjoy this one, we also, too, we become the beloved, right? Everything that we do, is is um, he, he's satisfied with it he recognizes because it's his son so when i enjoy the lord right and i do things for the lord out of that enjoyment god is pleased with that god is god recognizes that 